Now that we've come through a summer of more outdoor time for many in the Northern Hemisphere, we're getting ready to close the windows and prepare for what the new normal will look like indoors this fall and winter season. There are so many unknowns on a community and global scale, but there are some things that you can control. Hello and welcome to the Connect Podcast. This show is all about helping you connect to your soul's calling so you can take action on it. Because the sweetest success is a blend of discovering your purpose with the inner drive to bring it to life. I'm Sheila Batello, health coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and mom of two, best known for my online wellness programs, mentoring, and self-love passion. Listen in for inspiring interviews, solo chats, and Q&A sessions that will move you past overwhelm towards what lights you up. Stop accepting good enough and go for your version of great in your health, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the Connect Podcast. Today we're doing a Q&A episode, and this is from a question that came in from Janelle. Now, Janelle asks, I want to stay on top of what's happening in the world, but there's too much to follow, and I find it getting me down. I almost feel guilty when I'm having a good day because I know so many others are not. How do I stay in the know and try to help while protecting my own inner peace? Thanks for this question, Janelle. And you know, this is one that I've wrestled with as well. I'm sure many listeners have. Your being aware of what's happening around you and around the world is really important. And the way that you respond to it impacts how you move forward in your life. Your health is an important piece of this, and it helps you make a difference in your corner of the world. The way I like to look at it is this. Life is filled with contrasts, and some with varying degrees of contrast. Day and night, winter and summer, joy and sadness, emptiness and fullness. Never before has your self-care and having regular grounding practices been more important. The way I like to live life is in seeking joy while being an active part of creating positive change in our hurting world. It's grieving with those who grieve and walking beside someone who's hurting. And it's also celebrating with those who celebrate and stoking the flames of someone else's success. It really is both and. So how do you stay in the know and try to help while protecting your own inner peace? Well, I believe it begins with first knowing what value you bring to the world and then building your inner and outer strength so you can deliver it. The best way I know of doing this is to cultivate your very own set of daily grounding practices that will fill you up for the day ahead. Now, this can be anything from prayer or journaling, meditation, affirmations, reading or watching things that remind you of the goodness that you're capable of, and even stories of others who have accomplished what it is that you want to accomplish. You can do this at the end of the day or at the start, but either way, doing it consistently is vital to you not getting crushed with good intentions. I truly believe that if all of us put regular effort into slowing down and rooting into who we were meant to be in this life, so much good could be accomplished. Janelle, I appreciate you for raising this important question, especially now, because I think many of us are feeling how you are. So I hope that helps, knowing that you're not alone in feeling this way. We are all with you in it. If you need some guidance to get you started on your best grounding practices, Go to the show notes attached or at SheilaBatello.com to download a free resource that I've made to help with this. 
It's called Simplify Your Wellness, and it's got some simple ideas inside for you or anyone else listening that's struggling with the contrasts we're amidst right now. It walks you through some self-reflection questions that will help you determine what you need more of and what you need less of. Now, we've all come through a challenging start to the year, both emotionally and logistically, and the coping behaviors that came into play were all across the board. I remember seeing a greater number of people out on walks with their partners, families, and pets. It was so great to see so many people getting into nature to connect to something greater than their current circumstances and to get the fresh air. I also remember going to look for espresso for Peter in the baking aisle and noticing that the supply of flour, chocolate chips, baking nuts, and other baking supplies were almost completely sold out. The shelves were bare. I have never seen this in my lifetime. It makes sense, though, because many of us find solace in home and hearth, in home-baked goodness that may remind us of our childhood when mom or grandma would bake a sweet treat on the weekend. I've done my share of emotional eating over the years, and you know, this year, I totally get how so many of us felt the need to seek solace in food. What struck me is that, in my estimation, people leaned into the practices that they already had formed habits around and did more of them. Now, I don't have hard data on this, and I've not read any official studies, but at least with the people in my inner circle and my online community, I noticed the trend. For instance, many who already had workout routine, a spin class, a yoga session regularly booked up to the frequency of what they would normally do. And those whose gyms or spin classes were canceled due to gym closures took up running or walking, or they even followed their gyms or yoga classes online. The story I heard repeatedly was that they needed the extra activity even more consistently to keep their minds clear and to help them process all the news and the change that had suddenly come into their lives. I know I felt this way. Many also weren't commuting 30 to 60 minutes each way to work, and they finally had the time to up their fitness levels. On the flip side, those who hadn't begun a fitness routine prior to the shutdown had to find a place to process their emotions, so they turned to nurturing their families and themselves. And how does this classically show up? Well, usually as a family participating in home cooking. Remember, many people who work long hours and commute with their kids in after-school activities rely on restaurants and convenience foods to keep their lives running. And, you know, it's really a time factor. I imagine that many families cherish the time of creating beautiful meals for their loved ones in kitchens that were often empty during weekdays. And then, as I can personally attest to, There were those of us who returned to some old emotional coping techniques that involved a handful of chocolate-covered almonds and a parmesan-covered popcorn. There's a time and a place, I always say. The important factor in all of this is to assess how long you participate in this coping behavior. After too many nights drowning your sorrows in a bowl of ice cream, you begin to create a whole new problem for yourself to solve. Now that we've come through a summer of more outdoor time for many in the Northern Hemisphere, we're getting ready to close the windows and prepare for what the new normal will look like indoors this fall and winter season. There are so many unknowns on a community and global scale, but there are some things that you can control. You can make choices to uplevel your health by committing to a daily movement practice. You can start eating more whole and less processed foods. You can begin supplementing with high-level nutrients to protect and repair your body at the cellular level. Contact me for more on this via direct message on social or info at sheilabatello.com via email. You can control when and how long you watch the news feed, how long your Wi-Fi is on in your home, how much time you spend in front of screens. 
You can choose a bedtime routine that refreshes you for the next day. You can create opportunities with your family and friends to engage in healthy conversation, read a novel together, or play board games. You can choose a theme night for meals or making eating in fun and educational. You can explore new artists on Instagram or music on live streaming or music apps to enrich your music collection. You can even take up singing or playing an instrument or painting all by yourself. There is so much that you can do. Of these examples, some are ideas that others have created for you to consume, and some are for you to curate for yourself. Allowing your mind the ability to get creative in a completely new way allows you to tap into new areas of your brain and build new neural pathways. It helps you to not be reactive, something that this year we've all become incredibly practiced at, and instead to become proactive and creative using your own imagination and ideas. You reconnect to a part of you that has always been there and that when you tap into it, it's very grounding. You remember that you have the ability to change the narrative in your own life, if at least for the evening. That gives a huge amount of relief to your nervous system. And if you do it with others, the effect is multiplied. Once again, this is my own non-scientific view on it. I'm just going from how I feel after I've done this personally. I'm passionate about connecting you to your best health and mindset. Right now, it may feel extra challenging to be at your best, but when you invest five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes or more a day over time into healthy, joyful activities, you will begin to see rewards in your overall sense of well-being. I've not only linked the self-care guide in the show notes, but also a link to one of my entry-level online programs called the 5-Day Healthy Eating Refresher. It walks you through a simple eating plan that can reset your body to start craving healthier foods while bolstering your immune health. Go to the link in the show notes to learn more. Thanks again for being here. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to connect with you and hopefully give you some encouragement for the days to come. Always remember that you are a miracle and you are worthy of so much goodness. Big blessings, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for being here with me on the Connect Podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with someone you think would enjoy it. Also, if you head over to iTunes to leave a review, I'd be so grateful. Let us know what your favorite parts were and what you'd like to hear more of. It will help us have a greater impact, elevating many more people to grow and succeed together. See you next time.